0: Neither Marcus nor Tabby are a professional broadcaster, this will soon become evident.
1: Marcus uh, I'm Tabby. And welcome to episode two of us. We are the, the detective, detective inspectors. inspectors. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <Hooray. laughs> that, that seems
0: to be my catchphrase now. <laughs> Quite low energy this week. It's a little bit, lo- a little bit low energy. But um, you know, we'll, we'll, pick, we'll pick it up. Um, I'm a little bit tired. I'm I'm a little bit sober. Um, yeah, and, I'm very sober. And together that's gonna be fun so <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's uh, power through this see, see how it. this
1: goes yep so uh, before we start yep first episode is up yep it is live on the internet
0: um, if you're listening to this you'll probably know that already though. so yeah.
1: um, <laughs> at the time of going to press we have yep. got 20 downloads so far in two days which is 20 more than we had
0: Two days ago. So um twenty more than I expected, yes. to be honest. The two of those are me and you. Yeah, so eighteen really. Um, yeah. But I'm, I've not even reviewed it.
1: Have you have you reviewed it? I haven't no, but I've not I can't do it on iTunes. Well, I can do it on iTunes at home, so uh, okay. I can't really review your own thing though. Well you can, surely.
0: Like just to get the ball rolling. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. We can use that for real names. Oh
1: well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> no one will ever know. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, yeah, if there are two reviews, then they're probably awesome. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I might
0: just give it a really bad review to fuck with you. <laughs> I'll be pretty annoyed <laughs> if the co-host of this podcast gives it a bad review. I'll
1: just sing my praises and just slack you off. <laughs> so, before we get going, if you want to contact us, you can do that now in two ways so far. You can tweet us. And our handle is at detect underscore inspect. You can get in touch with us there, or you can email us at the detective inspectors at gmail.com. So oh. if you have any comments about the show, or even quite helpful, if you could have suggestions of episodes we might want
0: to do. Plus, also, you could, um, if you want to contact us, you could run around the streets of central London just screaming our names, and maybe you'll get lucky. <laughs>
1: What do we watch? Well, as promised last week, we are doing what we promised last week, but I'm not just going to say it because it's good to build into it (laughs) uh, in a broadcast way. So, what I thought I would do is I'm going to pitch this program to you very, very briefly by just reading out the kind of very brief synopsis on IMDb. I like this. And I want you to say whether you would make this program or not. Okay. So I come into the office and I say to you, I've got an idea for a new programme. Do so. tell? A, cu- a crusader <laughs> sorry, turned... Sorry, would
0: you would you like to
1: introduce yourself? You've come into my office and... <laughs> <laughs> my name is Marcus Brayburn. Ah, this is my television programme idea. <laughs> Excellent. The crusader turned monk uses his botanical knowledge to solve mysteries in the old Norman, England town of Shrewsbury. Go on. Well, that's that's all I've got so far. Um, but just as a concept, do you think that would work? Well, Game of
0: Thrones is really big at the moment. Are there dragons in this? No dragons, no, no. No, no zombies?
1: No. Very much, I want you to think of medieval England, if that is, uh, is that, is it medieval? Yeah. This is like the 12th, yeah, yeah. mid-1100's isn't it? I mean, is it a little bit later than that? I don't know. I think no, it's, no, I think it's the 12th, oh, yeah, 12th century that. it says, yeah. Oh, so there's
0: bound to be incest then? No. Uh, see, if you can add those three things, and...
1: <laughs> are you suggesting that I remake Game of Thrones?
0: Well, I think this predates Game of Thrones, so you, you'd be fine with copyright. That's true. We are, could go we, back in will, time it, and are, make it, Game of Thrones. We are in
1: 1994, so... Um... <laughs> I think it would be shit if you made Game of Thrones in 1994. I think it would probably look a lot like, like Cadfile. <laughs> with, with, with some really bad sort of green well, you've screen. Given it, you've given it away
0: now. Oh ah, shit. So, well, let's yeah. seen the episode title anyway.
1: <laughs> it's... So this week, we are watching Cadfile. Yep. With that, it's actually Cadfile.
0: So, I have an apology, because all the time we've been talking about this and you've been pronouncing it as Cadfile, yeah. I thought you were being a dick. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah um, I'm not apologising for that, but... You are actually correct. It should be pronounced Cadfael. It should be, yeah. 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 So um, yeah, that's that's my bad, and um, yeah, or in uh, Welsh Cadvael.
1: Um, Cad yeah, I read that same. <laughs> yes, I know. I read that same Wikipedia <laughs> article. The uh, way here.
0: I, I read it on IMDb. So at least we we're using different sources, so we can yeah. verify
1: that that is the case. Anyway, let's get on to it. Cadfael is a monk. He lives in the town of Shrewsbury, mm-hmm. in western England. And, yeah, mid-1100s, so 12th century, and basically he used to be a soldier in the Crusades. Yep. Um, Nothing politically charged about that. Uh, (laughs) We we won't go into any of that. (laughs) Um, And now he's a monk, and, yeah, he's a herbalist. Yep. So he, he's 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 basically like the town. He's a monk, but he's also like a, sort of like the doctor. Yeah, the ap- in ap- many ways. Uh, the
0: apocathra apocathra
1: apocathra the apocathry uh, um, is where he would do his apocathrying. Uh, uh, Apocathring. So yeah, he's got a lovely garden. Yeah. A lovely house. But, uh, more of a hovel. Um, so he's quite a nice like, house in those days, though. Like most people living in in sort of mud huts and stuff, and he's got that a was, nice. That
0: was pretty much a mud hut.
1: Was it not fire bit? in it? Yeah, but you know, it's
0: got wine. That's <laughs> true, but the, he basically spends his day making wine and telling people it's medicine. Um, yeah, that's that's basically what the monks do. That certainly occurs. <laughs> well, certainly occurs <laughs> yeah. in this. I mean, I yeah. Before we get into it, I kind of quite like it. I was going to say that I was expecting it to be terrible. Uh, yeah. I was expecting to genuinely hate it, but it, it goes along with a fair old clip and it's got some, you know, it's got some fine performances. It's got Derek, uh, Derek Jacobi, who plays the titular cadfile, yeah. um, who is fucking awesome, uh, national treasure. Um, national treasure,
1: yeah. Is he still alive? I believe he is. I think so. Yeah. 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 Sean Pertwee. Yep. Yeah. He's only in. He's not in all. So there were four seasons. Of this thirteen well, episodes. Did. Uh, technically, two series um
0: it was split into four for the american um uh, audience so it was it was um it, it, it ran for um yeah two series in the uk and then
1: four in the us okay okay so that's why yeah four seasons into 14 episodes doesn't quite add up yeah obviously they split it in a different way we we'll do I couldn't you do the the main characters are obviously brother cadfael and then there's Sean pertwee right. who is like the sheriff of Shrewsbury, right, and there is also like another couple of monks, and they're in it every, all three episodes I've seen. They're in it. In the first episode ever, Sean Pertwee is made sheriff because okay. the other sheriff gets is actually the murderer, so he gets appointed to sheriff. Right. In that, and I think he hangs around for probably then the first season if that's the way it splits up. The okay. first UK season. I'm guessing it's Sean Pertwee, but otherwise. Yeah,
0: us, and and just just in terms of his character, is he he's not like a sheriff of Nottingham. He's a he's like a he's not an evil sheriff. He's a he's a good sheriff. It's just a, yeah, not I mean just just somewhat benign.
1: Yeah, I mean he's barely been in this one either we've watched so far. No, not yet. He just had that nice that that rousing speech for the search party. Yes, on top <laughs> of the steps.
0: <laughs> Felony homicide.
1: So today it was season one, episode three entitled The Leper of St Giles, and I'm hoping that the fact that it's called The Leper of St Giles is not quite a big clue.
0: Um, I've got that in my notes. I'm pretty sure that from two minutes and 45 seconds, I think that The Leper is actually um, going to be an integral part of it, but I probably didn't even need to write that down because you can tell from the fucking title of the program yeah, so
1: exactly i'm just wasting my time have got this whole other thing going on but i have got theories so we'll get to them yeah we'll get to the theories what i'm going to do is i'm going to go through the cast of this episode and we're going to try and i'm going to try and put this plot together i've had complaints about the first episode that it wasn't very qu- uh, clear only one complaint. what was going on but I think it as well. I've listened to it more than anyone else. That's true. And I don't think it's very clear. And I watched the episode as well, so... True. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's, I think that reflects badly. Yeah. So I'm taking that criticism on board. I'm going to try and do a better job of explaining what actually goes on. Basically, there is going to be a wedding. Yep. And there are two, two groups of people. There's the groom's party and the bride's party. They're all kind of travelling together. You've got a leper. Yep. Whose face you do not see. Who is clearly the chief leper. Mm. Um, and he'll never change his spots. <laughs> <laughs> he, he <certainly> won't. <laughs> A leper, yeah. Is that where that phrase comes from? Because leper's obviously quite. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> then you have got so the you've got the woman who's getting married is Tara Fitzgerald. Yep. Very attractive. And she uh, is. Uh, she's the bride? No, she is the wife of Stannis Baratheon from Game of Thrones. Oh, right, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's who she is. Uh, you might also remember her
0: from um, classic uh, Brit flick, Brastoff. So, um,
1: yeah. Well, I've, I have seen that, I can't remember it. It rings a bell. Coal miners in a brass band. No, I've not seen it. <laughs> I would I would remember that. So, she's getting married, and then she is the chattel. What is a chattel? This was my... My main question I had for you. Um, A very talkative cow. (laughs) Um, Jesus, you've worked that out. Were you waiting for me to ask you that question? No, I literally did that now. (laughs) (laughs) So she is the chattel, which I guess is like, I think, because basically she's got two guardians, a a married couple who are guardians, and she is the heir... To quite a considerable fortune, I believe. Right. And so she is being married off. So you have got Jonathan Hyde and Susan Fleetwood play the Picards. Yeah. And they are marrying off this chattel, whatever a chattel is. Yeah. To this very unpleasant character called the something of Bonville Baron Juan de Bon Baron Juan de Donville. Right. And he's the bald, he's the guy with the shave head and the hair around the side. It's the <laughs> worst haircut I've ever seen. He, he's just an old bastard, really. Um, yeah. Yeah, He, you know. And he, basically, they're marrying him off and there's going to be mu You know how it worked in these times. There was money and you marry it off and you split the land and all this kind of stuff. So there's something shady going on. She... Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The,
0: then the, you this is no this is not a uh, this is not a marriage of love. This is um, No. this is this is one of very much convenience.
1: A marriage of convenience benefits, benefits both families in yeah. theory. So you've got the nasty Baron and then he's got three manservants who ride around with him. You've got the first one who's his nephew. Huey. Huey is that Huey? <laughs> That's Huey. Yeah. And then you've got Dewey. Dewey. <laughs> yeah. Which is uh that he's kind of got a thing for the the bride. The uh, name I should clarify is Avita. And then you've got Louis. And then you've got Louis, <laughs> who appears to be an idiot that the Baron doesn't like because he's always already early on in the episode. You get the impression that the Baron does not think much of this guy, and he's kind of slagging him off and tearing him off a strip or two. But th- I think that's just the Baron's way. He's a bit. Yeah. Of, he's a bit of a dick. But. Um, yeah. Jesus, Danny Dyer's in this episode. Really? I know this isn't very exciting listen to me read off. No, no. Angry, but yeah, Danny Dyer plays Oh that's Blam. Oh Do you know it's this... okay, so let's go through. Danny Dyer is in this episode. That is for me that is big news. Right. That's big news. I I didn't even know that when I picked it, but if I'd seen he was in it, <laughs> this would definitely have been the episode I picked. That's fantastic. This must have been around human traffic kind of era. Uh,
0: this would have been human traffic. Nineties, yeah. Human traffic was like ninety six, ninety seven. All mm. right, um. oh, brother Cadfael.
1: <laughs> the detective inspectors. The episode's called The Leopards and Charles. We're straight into the leper colony. That's the first thing you see. It's Cadfael handling some lepers. Getting a bit too touchy-feely with the lepers, in my view. How many do you need to have to have a
0: colony? Because there was only one there, wasn't there?
1: No, there was a couple in the background Oh, well. OK. And I think Bran, Danny Dyer, Right. I think he's a recovering leper. Yeah. Because they kind of make a joke that they're, with God's, with God's grace and man's work, they might yet send him back into the community whole.
0: Right. From my understanding, you couldn't recover from leprosy, but I might be wrong.
1: Well, we've kind of uh, certainly you can master come that botanist. yeah but, um so it starts at the leper colony. the the wedding party are coming through and the lepers are kind of asking for money cuz that's that's what i
0: mean i think traditionally you, you would uh, you would throw sort of pennies at lepers or sort of like whatever a, a small denomination
1: um as change for them uh, to have or to try and hurt them probably a little bit of both um <laughs> <laughs> Certainly Baron Donville, Baron Hugh, blah 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 Donville, the nasty man who's the groom for this wedding. Yeah. He, rather than throwing the lepers any money, just starts thrashing one of the lepers <laughs> with his what, with his stick or whatever. It was like riding crop, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> He's thrashing this leper for no good reason whatsoever. Going, Get off me, you filthy scum Yeah. It's like That's very un- unnecessary. Well it's all, it, and it's also really
0: counterintuitive. If you if you uh, don't want to get the leper germs on you, um don't don't hit them with something that you own and that you're gonna to touch later. It's like uh, very true. common sense,
1: come on. There's cross contamination there, leper to riding crop. Yeah. But then in his hand and next to his horse. And next to his horse.
0: If... Yeah, you don't wanna you don't want a lepery horse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Apologies to any lepers out there. Yeah, well, just want to clarify, this is not... We are not, either of us, anti-leper. That is, but the Baron Hugh de Bonville is. And that is a key point, I think, given that the episode is called The Lepers and Giles and he, in the first 25 seconds, is thrashing a leper for no good reason. Did you ever
0: think in your life that at any point you would have to actually make the disclaimer <laughs> that you're not anti-leper? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> No, but I've had to make lots of similar disclaimers. Yeah. <laughs> I am, after last week's episode, would like to clarify I'm not anti-German either. <laughs> but I do make an ill-advised Javol, at the the name for it. So I'm not anti-German, I'm not anti-leper. But you're saying they're similar. I'm, no, no. Don't put words <laughs> in my mouth. The, the, leper get, the leper gets thrashed, rightly or wrongly. Um... And then the rest of the the rest of the crew, Hughie, Jerry, and Louie, the bride, yep. all the other people, they flip a coin to the lepers, and the lepers ride on. So, uh, uh, the, the wedding party rides on, goes into Shrewsbury. That's like, and then they're all that's, there. That's the opening. This this, yeah. this took all of like three minutes. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We've we've talked about it for longer. Yeah. Than this scene took place for. So once in Shrewsbury, it's just general. There's a bit of general setting up wedding. You basically find out that Dewey, yep. who is the Baron de Bonville's nephew, and he's the he's the only male heir to the Baron de Bonville. So unless the Baron de Bonville has a child with this new young bride, we should point out as well that the bride is much younger than the groom. Yeah, which is you know a key point. Oh, can I uh,
0: just go back very briefly? So, um, Yeah. So the two minutes and forty-five seconds section. My note reads. The main leper, because um, there's like you see sort of like vague lepers, but there's the one prominent leper who's all sort of like, face covered, everything covered. Um, weird white hand. Weird white hand, but... Yeah. Michael Jackson glove he's got there. Yeah, Yep. Um, I'm going to say that that leper isn't actually a leper. I think he's someone pretending to be a leper, um, because Cadfell is asked where he came from and gives some sort of like pithy answer of, he just turned up the other week. That's true. Yes. Um, so, at two minutes forty-five, I'm saying the main leper is not a leper.
1: Okay. So they ride into town. You find out that Dewey is the nephew, and he's going to inherit. One of the other ones says, "Well, he's going to have a a child with that young bride," and he says, "No, because he's an old man. He's quite an old guy, and if he was going to if he was going to have kids, he would have done it by now." Yeah. So nephew is pretty confident that all this, all this one day Dewey will be yours. Yeah. You then have Louie, the third helper, who gets basically slagged off by the guy, and then you've got Hugh, Hughie, I'm getting uh, confused with uh, that, uh, Hughie, uh, is jo- whose real name is Jocelyn Luke. Yeah, um, wasn't he Dewey? Let's not get confused. <laughs> okay, sorry. so... You've yeah. got Nephew, nephew with Dewey I think okay we could listen back and find out but we should just just (laughs) plow on yeah we're already taking far too long over the first two minutes of this episode yeah So, yeah, and then you've got the other one who is basically you find out quite quickly is in love with the bride yeah and so that is the first like key plot point is that he's not happy about the wedding because he's in love with this girl and he thinks it's all a big, he thinks it's a scandal because she doesn't love this old guy and she's being forced to marry him. But that is my, my understanding is that is kind of, of, of what yeah. yeah. I mean, you can't, that's, that, that's what went down.
0: So, yeah, so it, he basically runs in, um, starts getting off with,
1: um, uh, Fitzgerald. Quite a gratuitous kiss shot where you actually see a glimpse of tongue. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So you've got the three helpers. They've all got a re- they've all got a problem with their boss, basically one way or another, because he's a dick. Yeah. And then basically, what happens next is you. Oh so, yeah. So they they uh, you, you,
0: you, they go in for the kiss and everything, and then they sort of like run out and say, "Oh, we're not safe here. We'll be seen." So they go off into kind of like the woods. Well they go into Cadfael's? Well, like, but then they go into then they happen to go into Cadfael's house. Um, Cadfile comes in, sees them. You've got me saying Cadfael now. Oh, no, yeah, I know. I feel like <laughs> I was saying that again. Yeah. Um, uh, oh. comes in. And uh, tells some very terrible lies about her having a headache and sort of. Uh, yeah. Um, because her aunt. He knows aunt, they're being listened to by yeah, the aunt Yeah, the, the aunt outside is sort of like coming in. So he's kind of covering for them. Yeah. The um,
1: so wife, the bride goes off. To cut a long story short, the bride goes off and then Cadf- Cadfile
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Jocelyn, Lucy, Huey, yep. they have a little chit chat. And it's all going quite well there, chit chat. And then Justin Lucy asks Cadfile if he's got any poison to kill, <laughs> which the barons on Bidonville. Uh, Cadfile's not happy about that. Um, we also not.
0: we also get a little bit of backstory where was it uh, Cadfile fought with the grandfather of either her or him? Her, her,
1: uh, her, her yeah. grandfather. Uh, her name's Avita. The bride. The bride's called Avita. Uh, And that so that kind of ends there. Yeah. There's a bit of a link. And then basically it's kind of the night before the wedding, isn't it? And basically the Baron Donville The Baron Hugh go Donville goes to sleep and then two items of his are stolen by someone who and you only see the hand of the person that steals it. Yeah. And they steal a ring, the wedding ring, and a locket containing like some hair. Yeah, because I, I was confused by that
0: because I was confused that it was described as a locket because it's basically like a, a, a sort of cigarette case, effectively. Yeah. Um, it's uh, rectangular, that's, isn't that's, it? That's embossed with, um, it's it's got some um, description on the back uh, signed by the letter A. Um, yeah. And I reckon that A is going to come into play
1: at some point soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it hasn't come yet. Not yet. But both those items have been stolen. And I did notice that the the hand that stole them had a yellow bit of, a, sort of a yellow cuff on their thing. Uh.
0: And all
1: three of the Baron Don Bonvilles' manservant, the assistant type people, are all wearing yellow, yellow stuff. So it's like, it, it certainly looks like they're making it out to be one of those people yep. who taken this stuff. And you see it getting deposited into like a horse it's the, the safest place to keep it <laughs> just keep it in the horse put it in a horse <laughs> no one is going to look for it there it's the last place no oh you're right very last place you'd go yep yeah. and your James Herriot <laughs> but he just did that stuff for kicks now yeah he? no he wasn't qualified no <laughs> the expose you yeah. tree on James Herriot um,
0: so, yep, long story short, um, uh, old bastard man, uh, husband groom-to-be, um, or groom, um, wakes up, finds his jewellery missing, thinks that it's um, uh, Jocelyn. Jocelyn Lucy. Jocelyn Lucy. Who's the guy in love with his bride, bride, bride-to-be. Um, and he kicks off about it, um, gets either... Huey, Dewey, or Louis, whichever two are left over, um, to go and confront him. um, Pushes him to the floor, gives him a pretty convincing kick in the ribs, actually. I was really impressed by that. It's it's quite a nasty boot. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well
1: well done, Cadphile, for your um, stunt work. Um, Yeah, and basically sacks him and says, if he doesn't get the ring and the other item, he calls it, he doesn't like. Well, it's weird that he doesn't say the locket at that point, but he does say locket earlier. I think it's because he's worked out that it's not really a locket, cause it's, just, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a box
0: with some hair in it. It's not a locket.
1: What's the difference?
0: Um, uh, I always assumed
1: lockets he wore around your neck. It had a chain on it. Did it have a chain on it? No. <laughs> maybe not. I felt like it did because they were calling it a locket, but now I picture it. Yeah, definitely it was no just chain. a small box. Um, I mean, it might maybe be maybe it had an attachment for
0: a chain. It, it might be that actually the word locket kind of predates the actual having a. We just know of lockets because they were traditionally worn around necks, but maybe originally cold they sweets. they were the cold sweets. Yeah, and the cold sweets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but maybe traditionally, before they were actually worn around your neck, it was just something like it, it was like a
1: small, a jeweled keeps, container, a keepsake, effectively. Yeah, but the locket could, normally that, has. Yeah, that's the thing. A locket would have a little picture of a loved one, or well, in this case, there uh, and is...
0: and quite you know, you know, before pictures were easily attainable, you would have a bit of hair. Yeah, maybe a toenail
1: or some soothing <laughs> honey <laughs> solution. <laughs> That's what I like to have in my lockets. Can you imagine a locket with hair in it? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to help your sore throat. I can't believe bit. you're running with this. <laughs> I feel like it's been a bit dry so far, so a good cough sweet humour now. Just thrown into the mix is really what we need. We've got to change our tune somehow. Oh, for
0: fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> you are not soothing me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use soothing again it? No, because I've used it oh uh, uh,
0: did you uh,
1: we've gone off track
0: a bit S- Somewhat like you could only be a
1: fisherman's friend where's <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman come into it <laughs> okay Okay, this has all gone a bit mental um, <laughs> oh. so the next thing that happens is the next day well that afternoon basically cadfire than one of the other monks wants to clear up this, is the the young girl being married against her will. Which, even if she is, it's 11.50, I think that's what happened. But let's not labour that. They go to see her, and she suddenly says to them, Oh no, I've... It's after Josh Lucy, Jocelyn Lucy, has been sacked. They go to see her, and she's like, No, no, I'm ready to get married, I'm into it. You know, I've had a think about it, and it's all for the best. Seems fun, because everyone wants to marry an angry old man. Yeah, certainly, (laughs) certainly. So, she's changed her tune, and you're thinking, why has that happened? Because that's a bit weird. Yeah. And then the next thing, basically, is it's the next day. Oh, in the evening, basically, the last thing that really happens is the Baron Donville, the Donville, the Donbonville, goes off on his horse for a midnight horse ride without any protection whatsoever. He rides past the leper colony. You see the leper that Tabby thinks is not a leper, yeah. hanging around looking all nasty, looking like basically he's about to murder someone. He's,
0: he's basically dressed as like
1: a. You can only you can see his eyes basically. He's got two eye holes in his costume. It's like
0: Halloween, and he's dressed as like a
1: big grey ghost. Um. Yeah, yeah, with, Which, with Michael Jackson gloves on. Appropriate. <laughs> um. <laughs> and uh, and then cut to the next morning. Smash cut. Smash cut, yeah. Wedding. fail smash cut. It's a wedding. Uh, she turns up, Evita turns up with uh, Captain Picard, yep. uh, Guardian. They walk to the front. And quick, then everyone quick note:
0: like, I really like the headwear that she's wearing. She's wearing kind of like a netted sort of like skull cap with a little jewel hanging down. It's pretty good. Yeah. Cool. yeah, it's nice. Uh, <laughs> I was impressed.
1: I was a good work costume designers. I like it. To be honest, it looks good. It does look like it. it looks good. This is, this, I mean, this was made by Granada for ITV. Who now, if if ITV make anything now, it's generally a bit poor. But I mean, yeah. there was money in TV back in the mid nineties it was before the big digital. Yeah, yeah. sort of fuck mess of channels came out and slashed everyone's budgets. Shot on film, looks really nice. Yeah, Uh and the costumes look great, and it all looks...
0: Yeah, yeah. looks
1: nice. So, Smash Cut wedding. Smash Cut wedding, she turns up, Baron Donville's not there. Where's he gone? And then, basically, the nephew comes in and says he's gone missing, no one knows where he is. And now we get Sean Pertwee makes his first appearance. Yep. On the steps, doing some Sean Pertwee medieval act- acting. Yeah, pretty, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. I like Sean Pertwee. I do. I do. Put my cards on the table. Yeah, I think he's he's awesome. Um, he's been in some great stuff. Yeah. So he basically organises a search party. They all go out into the woods, and yeah, they find the Baron D'Onville dead, and that's where we've got to. Yep. Yeah. So he's got a mark on his head.
0: Looks like he was hit by something that odd. Yeah.
1: The detective inspectors. Without wanting to, to labour the point, it was a leper. Or at least you're made to think it's the leper. I think the bride has got something to do with it. And I think her changing of her tune is like is like something that needs to be noted because she was obviously well against it and she would already spoken to Cadbail and told yeah. and he knew that she was against it so it was, the only reason to lie to him is if something's changed and what's changed is that she knows that somehow this guy...
0: So we're, so we're meant to assume that uh, she, that Jocelyn, that she knows that Jocelyn Killed her. Is it? Is that the kind of like? Is that the, the? Is that the deflect? Is that the sort of? Um, is that the smoke and mirrors that? Sort of, like we're expected to think that she changed her tune because she knows that Jocelyn
1: killed him. Yeah, but I don't think Jocelyn did kill him. No, no, I don't either. I don't think he did. I think it was. Do you remember at the start when they are riding through the leper colony? Yeah. She throws a lot of money at the lepers. Yeah. And one of the le- sort of older ladies in the group says, "Don't waste your money on those filthy lepers." And so I think that that leper that just turned up is somehow in on it with the bride. And I wouldn't be surprised if the bride is actually gonna run off. With the leper. With the leper, who isn't a leper. Yeah. And so that's probably exactly what you were gonna say, but that's what I think. It's definitely the leper, but I think the leper is working in cahoots with the bride.
0: Right. Okay, I'm I'm gonna agree with you to a point. I'm going to say, right, the leper is definitely not a leper. Yeah. I'm going to say that. Um, Which is good news for him. Absolutely. There is a cure. Um, just not getting leprosy. <laughs> um, but, so what I think is that we had the backstory of the father and the grandfather who knew Cadphile. Yeah. So I, who was her uncle, or grandad. Great
1: grandfather, I think. It you... was it was grandfather and grandfather. Oh, grandfather
0: and father, wasn't it? Yeah, so the grandfather fought with Cadfire uh, in the Crusades. Yeah. So I reckon that the leper is either the father or the grandfather pretending to be a leper who is in cahoots with her because he wants her to marry um uh Curie. Jocelyn.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's that's what I reckon.
1: But then, if the father or the grandfather is alive, then she wouldn't need to have guardians, and therefore wouldn't need to be marrying someone else in order to do this this deal with the money and stuff. Might have been disgraced. Yeah. Might have, uh,
0: you know, just fuck all to do that. Fuck all to do back then. Just make your own entertainment. <laughs> I'm just going to disappear and <laughs> yeah. tend to
1: be a leper on the off chance that my daughter is one day forced to marry a man she doesn't love. Yeah. Why not? Where does Danny Dyer come into all this? Uh, hopefully as little as possible. <laughs> Got to be there for some reason. Um, no, he's just He's, he's, just he's not he's famous he's at that point. Uh, yeah, 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 he's just in the he's background. He's not a famous actor, he's just, a, he he's just, just happens, a bloke. Yeah, he just happens to be there. Straight out of acting school. Yeah. Oh. Do you think he went to acting school? Possibly. Probably not, rather. Yeah. Maybe, though. Maybe I'm being, you know, anti Danny Dyer. <laughs> Which he should be, because he's a nice guy, really. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. Apart from that column that he wrote. Yeah, <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Although I don't believe for a second that he actually wrote
1: that. No, so. he didn't write. He did well, well, that's the story: is he didn't write it. Yeah. Probably should have read just it under his name. And yeah. he was like obviously, some just signed off on it. Right. One of Danny Dyer's many minions. Yeah. Many, many minions. And that's probably a good time to stop. The detective inspectors. So the murder had just occurred. He yep. was laying on the ground. The Baron de Donville. Yeah. And we didn't really know anything. We didn't know anything. At that point we didn't know anything. And it did all I think it all did tie up quite nicely. Uh yeah. Yeah. Well
0: let's 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 get through the uh, let's get through the knots and see how it ties up.
1: First of all, Capfoyal, straight after the murder, does some good detective work immediately. Yep. like crime scene, crime scene work from Cabfire Fire was excellent. Yeah, uh, Sean
0: Pert- we just thought he'd been thrown from his horse and maybe like hit a branch. Yeah, Um Fire pointed out a, um, a a rope burn around his neck, sort of like suggesting that um, a piece of rope had been strung up between two th- trees. Yeah, uh, which was what initially knocked him off his foot, knocked him off his horse. Um, he then noticed sort of like bruises on his arms that um, where. The killer was kneeling on him, um, and then other bruises around his neck, which proved that uh, the killer had uh,
1: strangled him as he uh, as he lay dazed on on the floor. Yeah. So basically, yeah, the knock on the the mark on the back of his head that we spoke about was from the rope across the trees, knocked him off the horse. He hit his head, and then yeah, as he laid there, kind of probably thinking, what the f's gone on there? Strangulation. Yep. Yeah. Strangulation. So uh, take he Jessica Fletcher. That's how you fucking do it.
0: Yeah. Crime
1: scene. Crime <laughs> scene investigation. And from that point on, the it's basically Sean Pertwee is the sheriff of Shropshire, and he does what the police are meant to do in this kind of detective program. And I mentioned last week. You've got two types of detective programme, the busybody detective programme and the police detective programme. Well, this is obviously a third type of detective programme, which is... The a monk. Monk. <laughs> a monk. But he's more than a monk, he's like a renaissance man. I mean, he's, he was a crack soldier in the Crusades, he's an excellent pathologist, it turns out later on. He's a crime scene investigator, it's like... And he makes mo- excellent wine. And he makes excellent wine. That's that's exactly who you want. So my main problem... If I had a problem, it would be that Cadfael is too good at all this stuff. I'd quite like it if there was... If he maybe had a sidekick who was, like, picking up a bit of this slack. Because it's all... It is all Cadfael does. All the, like, working out. He gets a bit of help later on, but...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it, it would be nice if he was sort of... If, if he was flawed in some way. In some... Like, because... If, if you take, you know, we'll, we'll be covering Morse pretty soon, I'm sure. Um, and like, Morse is excellent in all of this, but he's a flawed—he's a flawed human. He's—he's he's an angry and bitter man. He's—he's he's sort of, um,
1: you know, <laughs> he's got regrets. Yeah. Um, he basically feels like he's wasted his whole life, pretty much. Because uh, yeah. although he solves all these crimes, he does it because he has to. And, and uh, it, he's single. Uh, you know, he never had that. And, Did, was he ever married, Morse?
0: Uh, no, no. Um, he was married to the job, um, but uh, I think. Um, but uh, you see, the trouble with Catfile is that it, it, he's really good, and the program is actually surprisingly
1: better than I thought it was going I to be. I thought it was going to be dreadful. But uh, when we picked this, I thought this was going to be real fodder for having the uh, piss taken out of the Yeah, yeah,
0: it, it's, 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 a- it's all right. It's actually pretty compelling. Um, my one problem
1: with it is that Caffey just a little bit too smug. Um,
0: yeah.
1: So that's yeah. it. Well, let's go on through the episode. Yeah. But yeah, Caffey definitely is is you know like a ge- he's an all encompassing genius, basically. Uh, well, but, but what I was saying, Sean Pertwee in this instance plays the part of the policeman who jumps to the wrong conclusions, which in all busybody forward slash monk detective programmes, the policeman woman, whatever, the, dete- the the person working for the law always wants to arrest the most obvious suspect and basically string him up. And um, uh, the busybody, or the monk in this case, is always the one that goes, whoa, 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 whoa. And th- the difference with this is that Cabfiles not working for the law,
0: he's working for the Lord. And <laughs> he, that's... <laughs> <laughs> and there, and there was a particularly awkward scene. I thought, where, where he's actually riding a fucking donkey. It's like, could you make your, could yeah. you make your allegories a little bit more subtle, please?
1: Yeah. It's like, I see no need for the donkey. <laughs> no, it's like just the slow, <laughs> slow sequence of him trudging through the woods, that basic walking pace yeah. that he could have been doing himself. Yeah. <laughs> on a donkey. Um, yeah. That's that's yeah. Anyway, the yeah. so, what well, so, I mean after what happens, after the crime scene stuff, it's basically assumed that Jocelyn, Lucy, Huey, yep, is the murderer, and he goes on the run. And I can't, I'm not sure if I'm going to get this in the right order, but he goes on the run. The nephew, Dewey, mm-hmm. the nephew of the n- murdered man, who remember stands to inherit all of the, all of the wealth and pretty much become the Baron de, de, uh, de Bondil
0: uh, who I will point out of all the cast members is the worst at the acting he's, he's, he's the he's, acting the yeah. acting he was, he was bad at the
1: acting um, yeah uh, even uh, worse uh, than Danny Dyer who had one line well, yeah, pretty much <laughs> um, Danny di who in the end played no part absolutely no part at all he had one line kind of announcing something or the other to the old leper um but other than that was just I mean it was obviously they obviously needed one a person to do that one line and that was it. Maybe his uncle was like the production manager or
0: No, I think he just went to casting It's like we need a young person to
1: fill in a blank here. Did they though like you could have got by without having that character say oh. that line. It adds texture. So the nephew helps Josh Lucy escape and sets him up to hide in this barn. The bar- a barn, I should point out, which is exactly the same barn as is used for someone to hide in in episode one of this. Oh, really? I did watch the 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 the, the entirety of. So, same barn. But he sets him up to hide in that barn. Josh, Lucy, however, has other ideas because he doesn't want to hide in the barn. He wants to like. He's a bit action man. He wants to like sort this stuff out. So he escapes and goes and oh. hides in the leper colony which i mean and he gets get, chased he gets to be fair he gets chased by some soldiers doesn't he yeah and then the, uh, uh, the old leper the key leper from the, the start, t- the
0: titular leper
1: um,
0: yeah he um, he hides him out um, in, a
1: haystack.
0: in a haystack classic haystack hiding. classic haystack,
1: but that's medieval if you get if you if you're a soldier you're looking in haystacks in medieval times, because that's where you're hiding. You're not fucking looking, you're just fucking stabbing it with a, sp- yeah. With a <laughs> spear.
0: Like, you, 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 yeah, you get into that fucking haystack yeah. and you fucking poke it until someone screams. Set fire to it. <laughs>
1: just set fire to it. Anyone in there coming out pretty sharpish? Or not. <laughs> then you have to sift through a
0: whole lot of hay and burnt flesh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd. I think if we were in this time, we'd have very different methods. I think. Yeah. I. I think I'd probably be kind of like the you know, the cat file character, and You'll be the stabber. T- no, you'd be the. you be like, no, no. Just. <laughs> we. How can, how can we
1: prove his guilt if he's dead? It? <laughs> That's. <laughs> no, it's too, you know. Which, which method. If you set, if you put a suspect in a haystack and set fire to them and they don't die then they're guilty and you can send them to prison that's exactly what's wrong with your point of view (laughs) (laughs) so he hides in the leper colony the leper then kindly finds him (laughs) <laughs> a nice outfit to wear while he's hiding in the leper colony which looked to be the clothes of a recently deceased leper.
0: Yeah, he, he basically stole, stole, the, stole the rags off a dead leper and said, well, wear these. That'll be fine. Um, even if you're not guilty, you'll die an excruciating death.
1: And he just puts them on. Yeah, fine. Absolutely fine. No question as to whether... I mean, I'm not sure... <laughs> I'm not sure whether leprosy is transmittable, communicable through linen. Um, it's
0: certainly was believed to be. Um, it- yeah. You would, you would like. That's why they have colonies. That's why they're not <laughs> like roaming yeah. around the general population. It's Which this
1: leper colony as well. It's pretty near the town. Yeah,
0: yeah. Effectively, it's it's.
1: <laughs> Shouldn't it be miles and miles away, like through bush and scrub, so that you, you would have thought you so. kind of you. This is a leper colony that you can stumble across, and I yeah, think yeah. that defeats the object.
0: It's a, absolutely that is a, that is. A In the first scene point. of this, you've
1: got a fucking wedding party, going to a wedding. We're a leper
0: colony, just built just a hundred yards off the road. Like that, that's maybe a that's sign. A, that's all. It, yeah. I mean, the, none of them were wearing bells. I I was always led to believe that lepers wore bells. Oh uh, yeah, there was not a bell inside. No. No. Um, <laughs> it was a bell-free zone. It was a bell-free zone, um, which, you know, just think, guys, just just work it out. Like you know, yeah. this is bad. You, maybe you, this predates a bell. I doubt it. No, I think the bell was the bell was in sort of like biblical times. Um,
1: belbical, <laughs> <laughs> really just to clarify as well Josh Lucy was arrested and then was being taken to the castle where Sean Pertwee orders suspects to go and uh, escape by jumping into a river. Uh, uh, oh no! We, and we, that's
0: uh, how he gets uh, away. Uh, we we've missed a little bit. We missed a little bit where he kind of like came out of his haystack and then did some um, awesome sort of uh, leper parkour as he was sort of like
1: in yeah. <laughs> his um,
0: in his leper But well, That's we, a little
1: bit later on. Uh, was that later on? That's later on. Yeah, yeah. Because you he, know he's arrested as soon as they get back from the, the crime scene. Just to track back a little bit, dear listener. Mm. They get back from the crime scene and it's basically like Josh Lucy did it. Oh, that's like they. Sh- they shake out his stuff don't they and the ring yeah. is in his saddlebag and it's like right you definitely did it you've got the ring which is kind of at that point he's had a row with him the night before he wants to marry the guy's bride to be he's got the ring in his saddlebag it's kind of fair enough to assume that he did it it's only Cad Vial with his knowledge of strangulation techniques which I'm suspicious of he strangled a lot of people. Yeah, that's true. In the
0: yeah. crusades. In the crusades, yeah. He did, uh, yeah. <laughs> so it basically all comes down to there's like a he's ring... A, he's a regular piece of the hermit. Um, <laughs> like, you know what? Piece of the hermit. Peter the hermit I don't know what?
1: Peter the hermit.
0: Is. Uh, Peter the hermit was a um it was a um monk who basically formed a um army of peasants and um Went over to like fight the Crusades with this army of peasants, who, like armed with fuck all, like basically kind of like pitchforks and and like spears and bits of wood to make no justice, uh, an angry mob justice. Uh, exactly, but he he effectively kind of like decided, well we'll we'll get the first hit in and like went there before the armies were actually kind of <laughs> got there before the armies did and um, was <laughs> they were all slaughtered mercilessly. <laughs>
1: Early dove. Like. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah,
0: yeah. God's on our side. We'll, we'll, fucking win this. It's like, no, you're just gonna get crushed.
1: God or not, <laughs> normal rules of war do apply.
0: So yeah, basically the lesson is don't, don't sail a couple of boatloaded peasants over to to fight an army of like well trained soldiers. That's not gonna work.
1: Mental note to self. Yeah, I was thinking of doing that. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: Maybe I are going to invade the Isle of Wight. <laughs> oh, you probably find that. <laughs> Just threaten a red squirrel, they'll <laughs> crumble. <laughs> Grey squirrel, uh, red squirrel. Well, they've got red squirrels. Um... Yeah, yeah, they take their red squirrels are pretty uh, seriously. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we going off track?
1: Um, yeah. yeah. Marginally. Marginally. Let's get, let's get back on. <laughs> so yeah, he gets arrested. All evidence points to him. He escapes on his way to the castle. Meanwhile, Cadfael is espousing the fact that the strangulation wound is like this, so the bloke must have had a ring on this hand, on this finger, and as he strangled him, he must have turned his hand a little bit. I mean, so much. This is why I've written down that Cadfael is like an expert pathologist. Because he gets... This is this is some CSI business here that he's that he's doing, and it's yeah. like eleven fifty. You would never, but uh, not ten to twelve. That's eleven fifty. Yeah, you know, it's like he's, he's been in the pavements.
0: <laughs> We've all had a few. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure the arguments that he uses would not even be the. Uh, People today would not know that. They would not have the evidence. All the body farms in the fucking world
1: are not going to be able to tell you that, like the angle of how a ring was. Yeah, um, apparently it was loose. The yeah. ring was like loose on the finger when the strangulation happened. And it's like it's too for me. For me, that's too much. And Pertwee's just like ignores it all and goes, "Well, I still think he did it. <laughs> I still think Josh Lucy did it. So it's all fine." So they. If I say this, I can go home, we can kill him, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> have the rest of the day off, yeah. go back to whatever it is I do in the half episodes that I'm not in. Anyway, the third helper guy, he, uh, at this point, takes off a ring from one hand and puts it onto the other hand. <laughs> to, to avoid suspicion. <laughs> yeah, <which laughs> <I> could, <laughs> to, to, <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, I know what's not suspicious. Why are they Changing something that I do all the time for yeah. no
1: good reason, yes. I'm going to change what hand my ring's on to avoid, yeah. yeah. So the nephew spots that. Yeah. And Guy says I'm trying to avoid suspicion and we move on, we move on. And basically the rest of the episode has got two, two threads really, hasn't it? It's like there's a chase to try and find Jocelyn Jocelyn? It is Jocelyn. Yeah, Jocelyn Luke. So they're the chase to try and find him. Meanwhile, Cadfael is trying to find out exactly where the Baron de Donville went on his midnight horse ride. Which leads us to uh, a major plot point. um... Uh, Major plot point. Massive. Massive.
0: Do you want (laughs) to...? Do I...? Okay, I'll... uh, I'll So right let's remember the name of the flower Ah, uh, yeah it was a little purple flower a small blue flower um basically they realized that um uh de Bonville, but de, de, de Bonville, did uh, it de bonville like the chocolate realizes that he was missing a hat um yeah, when they brought him back in. Somehow in the ma- in the middle of the forest manages to find a hat. If you ever lost anything in a fucking middle of a forest
1: where you don't know where you've lost it? No, no, no. That's, that's, uh, I think he finds it near where they found the body. They just hadn't, like... Oh, uh, OK. I, I think they just hadn't, like, looked around that well for the hat because of shock of the body. S- sloppy police work. His only Cadfael's was slightly strange... Helper that hangs around in his in his hut, helping him with the herbs and stuff. That yeah. says, Why would he go out? Why would he go out for a midnight ride without a hat? Because he was bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it, yeah. 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 It stuff.
0: We're paraphrasing, but that does actually happen. Um, so basically, yeah. Um, Caffarel finds the hat, realizes that there's a uh, a flower in there, a small flower, a creeping Gromwell Creeping Gromwell. Yep. Great so name. I, yep. And I looked up the Creeping Gromwell, and it, it is indeed an actual flower. No, <laughs> they didn't just make that up? No. No, it is uh, other company. Creeping Gromwell or Purple Gromwell. Um, Lithodora Burgos Addis. Nice.
1: Um, so, yeah. Can't his of shit. certainly does. Uh he uh-huh. Addis shit. And not only does he know his shit, he knows whereabouts in an enormous forest. He he basically now decides that that flower is the clue, Yeah. the big clue. So he needs to find that. He needs to find where those flowers grow, and then that will tell him where Bonville spent the night. He basically wanders around with his
0: donkey um, until he (laughs) happens upon (laughs) happens upon a garden um, where there's like a, a ridiculously fucking shifty. Um, yokel man with a pitchfork and like could not be more stereotyped. Who sort of denies everything that Cattell says to him to the point where he says, "Oh no, we don't, <laughs> we don't have a small horse." <laughs> <laughs> and like <laughs> <Catwell> <laughs> just opens up a stable and it's just like, "What? The, <laughs> there is a horse here." <laughs> we do it's not just, have a small, <laughs> a small horse. There's no woman here. There's a woman here. Um, so yeah, it turns out that like Cabri de Bourneville is—it's um, uh, never really made clear, but the, the, the implication is that he's fucking a nun.
1: No, no, no. She becomes—she only becomes a nun upon hearing about Baron de Bonville's death. Like, it that doesn't is... happen
0: that quickly. You can't—you can't become a nun like a day. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can. Like, you can't. It doesn't. You don't just have to sort of, like.
1: Put, joining the Foreign Legion. You don't
0: have to. You, you don't just put a sheet on your head and
1: say, I'm fucking nun. Becom- um, <laughs> becoming a nun is the female equivalent of joining the French Foreign Legion. Which is really hard. No, it's, you just roll up. No, you don't. You, you roll up. Everyone knows that.
0: it's really not. It's a fucking really difficult thing to get into. You have months and months of. Are you telling me you got
1: rejected from the French Foreign Legion? I.
0: Uh, thankfully I've never been so desperate as to even try, but it's months and months of really intense training. It's like worse than the army, like infinitely worse than the army. You have to...
1: They put you through terrible shit. Don't you hate it when you just say something flippantly and you've got no facts about it and then someone comes back <laughs> with like rigorous information proving you wrong? Why are you are trying to... You're, you're,
0: <laughs> I was only trying to make a point. You're... you're <laughs> You, you came at me
1: first. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> My point is, I think, I do think she wasn't a nun. See, I, got, oh, I, I think got the, she wasn't... I got nun. the
0: impression that she became a nun a little while ago. So what's she doing in that? What's she doing, spending the night in his... Uh, well, I think she just must be a really bad nun. Or, yeah. or just really likes the dick. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can't fire at the end, I uh, Yeah, yeah,
0: no, there's some, there's some definite tension. Yeah. Um. So basically, it turns out that this nun, who's terrible at being a nun, would seem, or you know, it just has her priorities massively skewed. Turns out
1: it was her hair in the locket. Mm-hmm. Um. Bonville's in love with this nun for some reason or another. For some reason, they never got married. She wasn't, I don't think that ever is she, cleared up. She wasn't a nun beforehand.
0: She then became a nun. But for some reason she's still carrying a torch for him when... Yeah, you know, I,
1: so maybe yeah, maybe they're not doing it anymore. They're just meeting up and having cups of tea and chats. You know. I just... And maybe they are. It just, if they it, are, then she uh, is a bad uh, nun. I can't see the
0: logic in it. Like, Basically, I'm like... non nuns so as folk. <laughs> He's like this bawdy fucking asshole who she sort of like says sort
1: of... You don't know him like I do. uh, Yeah. She says that. Uh, I saw uh, a
0: different side to him. He was lonely because he wanted children. It's like, well...
1: Have children then. Yeah. Stop going out with a nun.
0: Yeah. Stop trying to get off with like a girl who's clearly like 16. Um, (laughs) Just... (laughs) But that was normal in those days. Oh yeah, that was fine. um, Yeah. Golden. not saying it's right but but it was certainly social socially acceptable, yeah it's um, a done thing, so catphi discovers that uh, the nun was growing the,
1: oh, um, the plant Well, the plant was just growing in there the plant was growing in the garden and she had given him one of those flowers, the creepy grandmoth, the creeping grandmothermother the night before, so that ties that up and basically she agrees to come back to the castle. To the 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 uh, monkistry, the monastery, and <laughs> uh, say that. So now somehow, so I, I don't know how long we've been talking for.
2: It's a been while. Like ages.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. So we need to wrap it up. So what's the next? So they basically
0: confront. Um, um, uh, what's his name, Jocelyn? Jocelyn, um, yeah. Uh, he gets he goes back to sort of outside
1: what I'm guessing is the Abbey in in yeah. whatever their village town. He gets um, chased back. No, no, no. He's the nephew has set it up so that. Um, basically, the nephew has set it up so that Jocelyn and the girl can run away together, because he is Jocelyn's a really really good mate, and he wants him to escape with the girl. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. All the while he's actually been, the nephew's actually been feeding information to one of the policemen under Pertwee's guidance. Yeah. And so they're one step ahead. So basically, they they should have caught the guy, they should have caught Jocelyn in the little stable where he was put, but Jocelyn decides to run away. So what happens is, at the end, they're going to run away, the police turn up and they chase Jocelyn and the girl back to the abbey, and I think yep. they run in there to uh, the the abbey, the monastery, and they, I think they run in there to try and get sanctuary. But the the army turn up, and then it all comes to a head, basically. Then Cadfael gets back, yeah, and everyone is there, and it all comes yeah, tumbling
0: yeah. out. So so the, the monks come and say, it's like, put down your weapons, you don't show your steel in here. This is a secret ground. Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, which they, you know,
1: to the police's credit, um, they comply pretty quickly. Actually, they do. They um, do. They do. Which, they do it in all the o- in, in all the other episodes as well. There's like the 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 ground of the monastery is like somehow these people have authority over Well, the sacred. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, and then Capel turns up and says, uh, No, no, he's innocent. Yeah. They then. Arrest Dewey, who admits pretty openly that he um, was it Huey Dewey or Louis Dewey.
1: Well, it's the nephew. The nephew basically yeah. is, basically the 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 nephew is found to have done it. And so to wrap it up quickly, the nephew is found to be done it to have done it. The reason he did it, but only the one murder. Yeah, well we haven't even talked about the other murder yet. So That's in the up. so in the but we've got to be quick. Yeah. Okay. So in the in the process of all this. Another guy, Picard, gets killed, and he's, like, he's
0: also an asshole. Yeah, I'm not he's entirely sure. How he's
1: he fits the it. he's the well, he's the guardian of the girl. who's trying to marry her off to De Bonville right. in the first place. Okay, so the leper sees De Bonville, the leper from the start, and has a little conflag with someone and says, "Oh, that's is that De Bon uh, is that Picard there?" I'll and rec- then we cut away. I'll I'll re- rec- oh, him by his hat. Yeah, and then Picard dies. <laughs> he's found dead. So we've got two murders, so basically we're back at the monastery, and the nephew's plan was this. So to cut a long story short, the nephew murdered his uncle de Bonville. And the reason he did it was because if... and this is where it gets complicated, and this is where <clears> it's a bit <throat> thing. So basically, he didn't want his uncle to marry the young girl while Jocelyn was still around, because he knew that Jocelyn and the girl would carry on having an affair. She might then get pregnant and the Baron de Bonville would claim that baby as his own and then that would mean the nephew didn't inherit anything. So he didn't only have to kill... What he wanted to do was kill the Baron de Bonville and frame it on Jocelyn so that Jocelyn gets locked up, he can then marry the girl, inherit everything, everyone's a winner part of them, all the people that have died, all been arrested. Yep. And the girl. But well, he would be the winner. Okay. That's like, that was his plan. And he, and basically it's a classic thing, as soon as someone even suggests that that might be the plan, he goes and just panics and runs. <laughs> yeah. Which the, is the medieval equivalent of as soon as the first bit of half evidence <laughs> is thrown your way of blurting the whole fucking story yeah. out. Yeah, uh, effectively, yeah um so he gets locked up and banged up but we still don't know who did the second
0: murder which was picard um, yeah so given the uh, episode's title the Leper of st giles who do uh, <laughs> yeah tabby has got an excellent note which i think if you just read that out um Right, so this was literally the first thing I wrote seconds after we started the um started the second part. yeah, I was <laughs> like watching the episode again. <clears throat> I had the realization that the leper is called Lazarus. Lazarus, you know famous because of Jesus and all that shit. Um, Jesus brought Lazarus back from the dead. so therefore, It was the grandfather because they made a made a very pointed sort of like statement that the grandfather who had the strength of ten men or ten lions or ten tigers or whatever fuck Um, uh, yeah um, yeah. he was clearly back from there. I was mistaken in the fact that I didn't think that he was actually a leper. Turns out he is a leper. He's
1: an ex-leper. He's an old ex-leper.
0: Well, he's still pretty lepery. He's, he's, no. got, a, he's got a manky face and a manky hand. he's not hand. contagious. And Cab, but Cabfile worked out that um, the strangulation of um, Picard, Picard um, he didn't have all the fingers on his hands. Which, yeah. that was a uh, you know good work for Cabfile yeah. there.
1: More pathology expertise. Yep. Yeah. And, and basically, Cabfile lets the old once... Uh, dead leper knight guy from the past get away, with, that murder. Get away with murder because he, he, because he fought with him in the crusades yeah um, i think this is his mate <laughs> and yeah. kind of goes well it was a fair fight this but picard just didn't realise that you had the strength of ten tigers despite now yeah. must be being about 90 years old or something
0: um, yeah but because because this guy had a sword and you just went up and tried to attack him with like your Gnarly, gnarly leper hands. <laughs> um, it's not murder, and he lets the guy just walk uh, off. Yeah, and it's fine, and um, uh, everyone walks off into the sunset, apart from um, Dewey. Um, yeah, Dewey gets Dewey gets banged around. Right. Dewey gets
1: banged up. The leper gets away with murder. The boy um, and the girl, uh, so Jocelyn and Davita, Stanis Baratheon's wife, they're going to get married. Yep, everything's cool. And it all kind of it all gets sorted out. Uh, yeah. Um, weirdly, the the
0: nun wasn't too upset about her uh, sort of, uh, um, lo- lover's death. She seemed absolutely yeah, absolutely fine absolutely with that. That fine. was that was weird. It's
1: just like yeah. she was going back off to nun, nun school or whatever, <laughs> and that was it. And that was the end of the episode. And that was. Um, yeah. So let's uh, let's have some final thoughts.
2: Closing arguments.
0: I I actually really enjoyed this. I enjoyed it a lot more than I was expecting to. Um, I thought the production design was really good. I thought, um, as we said, sort like the costume was good. Um, most of the acting, apart from the, the fucking Dewey, he was shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it was it was surprisingly good for like for something that was like seventy five minutes. It, it went on went along with quite quite a decent pace. Flew by, um,
1: flew by. When we realised, yeah, yeah. I think you needed the loo. Uh, to, to, uh, what I thought was going to be halfway through that second half, and we checked the time, and it was like ten minutes from the end. In future reference, can we not talk about me going to the toilet? Like <laughs> Everybody does it.
0: <laughs> well, I know. <laughs>
1: Okay, you don't need to be embarrassed about the end of the room. (laughs) (laughs) It's just just because you can't sit through 55 minutes of Cadfael without needing the toilet. Just too much information. (laughs) (laughs) And it was exciting. It was (laughs) exciting. No, it was good. I agree with you entirely. It looked great. Costumes were great. The plot was like. It
0: was decent. It was bog sound, and I think with pretty much everything that we're going to watch, you could basically transpose that exact same plot into any time, any situation. There is almost
1: Um, no reason, apart from the lepers, which don't need to be there, apart from for, like, the last murder that really doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like, Like, there's actually... The whole thing doesn't need, none of that needs to happen in medieval times.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess the point with the leper is that, like, his face is covered, so it's like a disguise, so he has that sort yeah. of, like, he's a, he, he's,
1: he's mysterious, and he's, you
0: know, I mean, he's, he's a, what was good, decaying so,
1: then um, you think about our predictions, I can't really remember what either said, I was definitely wrong, because I thought it was something to do with the girl, and thinking, so I was completely wrong there, neither of us said that we thought the nephew would do it, had done it. Uh, yeah, not that murder, but I think I, I think
0: I was correct with the leper being the grandfather and um, he being the murderer. It was a different murder. I didn't realise there was going to be a second murder. Yeah. Um,
1: Half a point? No, I'm going to claim victory on this one. Victory, yeah, but you can't get a whole point because you didn't solve the murder that we'd seen. We're not doing points, we're doing victories. Right. 2-0. <laughs> <Two-nil. laughs> I'm not happy about that, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, you can listen back in the edit and you can,
0: you can see exactly
1: how right I am. See, I think you were right that the leper was going to, were a murderer, but it wasn't the murderer of the murder that we were supposed to be working out who had committed. Well, no, I solved the case. You didn't. I solved most of the case. Without you, the nephew. If, if you Without were, me. If you, <laughs> You're if you were if you in it. charge of this case, that nephew is now marrying the girl. And Jocelyn's like being locked up. He didn't solve that murder with the Baron. Uh, You just said that you were wrong. But you were wrong too. I'm offering you, and in fact, I'm giving you, and there's no more argument about it, you're getting half a point for knowing that the leper would be a murderer. But it wasn't the murder that was supposed to be solved. But I was right about the the (laughs) leper. That's the end of that argument. Uh, So, any other points? Any other, other, any I was,
0: other I was, I was I going to say? I was going to say. So it was good. I really enjoyed it. Uh, no, it was. It
1: was. It was. It was good. Um, we, we need to. We need to rank Cadfael on our ranking now. Remember, Jessica Fletcher is the median. The median of five. No, six point two five. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking right. I thought we agreed on six point two five. So first of all, does Cadfael go above or below? Jessica Fletcher. Oh, absolutely above. He's got he's got fuck all to work with. Um, yeah. Um, he's it mean, he, yeah, he's a. Patho- it's all a bit unbelievable that he can do it all so well. But he is a. It's, pathologist. it's, it's, almost, it's almost as if
0: it was written in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's true. It's almost like this is just a script yeah, of a television program. Yeah. <laughs> um, above, definitely above. I mean, he solves it all. He works it all out. He gets a little bit of help from. Um, Like one of his other little monk blokes follows Jocelyn around for ages so they know he didn't commit the second murder. Yeah. But otherwise it's like... Well done for not saying monkey. (laughs) The monkey. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the monk, you're the monkey. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does it. So without wasting too much time in it, I'm going to give Padfayel... I'm going to give him, like better than Jessica Fletcher... Uh, oh, uh, very good, very good work, Raphael. Considering he's doing all that while also being the town herbalist, an active monk, and still f- finding time to do all this. By town herbalist, do you mean dealer? <laughs> <laughs> effectively, Yeah.
0: effectively what he is. I'm giving him a seven and a half. Yeah, I was, I was pretty much there. I was going to give a uh, seven point two five. So seven point three seven
1: five. Alright then. Halfway in between. Yeah. Don't have to write that down. No, let's just call it seven and a half. Okay. Um, seven and a half out of ten. Cut that out. He is currently our number one detective. Yep. Uh,
0: one of two. Um, yeah. And I, I give it credit because I uh, got to learn about the creeping Gromwell. Yeah. Um, The other thing we, we never did get to, the, uh, get to the bottom of what a
1: uh, chattel was, but, but we'll um, find out and tell you on the next episode. Probably should have done that. <laughs> no, we'll find out. There's still a lot of information already. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll add that. We'll add that at the start of the next episode. We'll clear up the chattel, the chattel mystery. I would just like to say as well the problem last week with Murder She Wrote, which was potentially quite a good story because it's like it had all. Do you know what I mean? It had stuff, da-da-da. But it was also crammed into that 45 minutes. And I think with this, it was 75 minutes. When we looked at it, before we knew what we were getting into, we were like, oh, 75 minutes, what a pain in the arse. But actually, because it was that long, it made it it gave it time to do what it had to do plus also it had sort of only about two thirds
0: of the amount of characters in it that's what yeah but it was Um,
1: but that's what I mean it was just in general a much more spacious you know characters were developed stuff happened it it worked and it didn't feel clogged and it didn't like it didn't drag on like I thought it was gonna like this podcast is
0: like this podcast well um, so I guess we should end let's end Cool. Um, so, like Lazarus, we'll be back from the dead in a couple of weeks' time. So,
1: don't forget, you can contact us on at detect underscore inspect on Twitter and at blah blah, the detective inspectors at gmail.com. Or just scream our names through Central
0: London. Yeah. We... Waiting with you on iTunes. Tell your friends. Thank you. We are the
1: detective inspectors. Back in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Goodbye i
0: have to this point.